0: The Goblin, the Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick zelenkevich and I'm Gragthar Torn Hunter on Skywall US.
1: And I'm Katie Clanker Goblin Rush Stow Shaman on Earth and Ring US.
0: And today is November seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one, and this is episode number one thirty-seven.
1: Woo! It's like my thing now.
0: Yes, <laughs> and we're we're actually recording about a week later than we normally do that's because the patch 9.2 announcement was last week and we didn't, we didn't think it made sense for us to record. And then like a day later, have the episode come out and then like a week later or have the announcement come out. Then our episode would come out like a week later. And we're like talking about what we don't know is going to happen. Um, so (laughs) 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 sorry about that. Uh, Allie in the chat. Oh my God. Nick's not wearing a hat um i got a haircut and i'm like you know i don't need a hat if i got a haircut so
1: gorgeous <laughs> trial of style right here on Torin the goblin
0: exactly exactly this is my new transmog <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, yeah everybody Check at
0: home anybody who's never actually seen the stream has no idea i always wear a hat on stream so yeah the fact that i'm not wearing a hat for once um i th- yeah, thank you she said oh, the hair looks great um, does no but uh yeah no th- this yeah this is uh I don't know, we're going to talk about the 9.2 stuff. We've got a lot of random stuff to talk about here. Um, I don't know, do you, is there anything you want to start with or do you do you care if I start with something random?
1: Just start. I mean, that's that's our forte is randomness. Let's start with yes. the randomness. Okay. Get right in, Nick. So,
0: Halloween was the other day. And I don't know if you did, did, you didn't buy like a bag of Hershey Kisses at all over Halloween, did you?
1: Not specifically Hershey's, no.
0: Okay, what does this look like?
1: It looks like a kiss. No, like but, but the chocolate. Look- I Oh, look, look, it's got, it's got eyeballs? eyeballs on it. Yeah, it's oh. a little
0: purple. Hershey's oh my gosh, kiss. it looks
1: like an old god. <laughs>
0: it looks like an old god. The Hershey's Kisses look like old gods this Halloween.
1: I'm sorry, I couldn't see it. was a little blurry. Yeah, I know. Uh, not,
0: not, not, I know. Again, I'm doing this uh, again. This, this is going to be a very visual podcast. Yes. So I apologize for that now.
1: Well, so, okay, so I'll, I'll describe it. So it's uh, a kiss, right? And it's kind of the same old god purple, and it has eyeballs on it. But they're like, you know, they have green irises. And I was just like, oh my gosh, first thing I was like, uh, not Yog saron um, more, more like a little bit like
0: C'thun. Yeah, bit, I was going to say, yeah. is
1: the eyeball and, one. And
0: especially like C'thun's got kind of like a Hershey's uh, Kiss kind of shape. Like some of the, yeah. the mounds well, and stuff. And the wrapper's uh, the kind of like a tentacle. Azoth
1: kind of. I mean, if they were yellow eyeballs, I'd be like, that's an Azoth kiss. That's true. Do not eat it. It will turn you into an old god slave. Except i probably eat it.
0: I'm totally going to. I've eaten a ton of them already. <laughs> I've, I've just been saving this one. <laughs> I've just purple. been saving this one just for the the visual display,
1: I should have bought and, a bunch uh, of them. Can Can you imagine handing those out at like a BlizzCon? Be like, "The old gods bless you," and people are like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> the
0: thing is, you'd have to go through and like just save the purple ones because they come in all different colors.
1: Okay, but, wait, so, did yeah, they but all have you, eyeballs it, though?
0: I think they did. So yeah, I guess you could get away with that. Hmm. But the purple ones, really, like I mean, I, I saw them. Like what? Like why is this an old god Hershey's kiss? And like, I, yeah, I saved that one, and, and now now I can eat that.
1: I really want to get a bag of those. And be like, "Oh, God's bless you," and just throw her. She's kisses at people wearing like my Nazoth headband.
0: Solara's Wesson in the chat with the uh "Baby, I Compare You to a Kiss from Nazoth" on Azeroth <laughs> with the, the seal reference. Going back like... there, you feel old. All right.
1: Yes, Ali, I totally would do that. I'm planning it. Hopefully. <laughs> Oh, well, that was kind of an evil laugh. Okay, so yes, I'm I'm disappointed. I didn't buy these. Now I'll have to go. Look I didn't for them. even know
0: about them until because I, I, we we just had a bag in the you know we had a bag and then after like all the trick or treaters were gone we didn't even open that bag and Aww. then I was like oh let me just dump this out for us to eat. And I'm like what is this?
1: Maybe I, I can get surprised. custom made. Can you imagine making custom made Hershey's with like Nazath eyeballs on them? So like they're, like they're like dark purple with those like bright eyeballs. They could stick little like I don't know. I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure you can just. You should be able to make chocolate <gasps> in any shape that you want. It's not like you, Hershey's as a... Well, no, but I really... I mean, like, have a patent on, like, the kiss shape, probably,
1: but... No, 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 but, I, like, that, that's... pre is a little easier than making... Also, people get... I hate to say this. People get super suspicious when you make food, and you're like, Hello, I'm from Minnesota. I want to literally feed everybody. And people are like, That's suspicious. I'm like, No, we're just really nice up here, because we don't <laughs> talk to people for nine months out of the year. So, like... When you're three months of socialization, we're like, oh, this is good. Like, we got our social energy. And then nine months, we're like, we don't speak to anyone ever because that's how it is here. So, yeah, I was just like, could you imagine, like, Hershey's Kisses? And then, like, they have multiple of, like, little kiss uh, wrapper bits coming out of the top that look like the tentacles. And they got the eyeballs around the side. Blizzard, get on it. I want these.
0: Yeah, I think an old god candy line. Right? I think that's really what we're calling for. Who
1: wouldn't eat that? Yeah
0: just get like a little, a little box of chocolates all individually wrapped like oh one god, for each old god
1: eyeballs. oh my gosh I need to make candy molds that look like old god eyeballs now yes so that's what I I'm think. gonna be doing all winter probably I, was gonna say, I think that'd be
0: a nice thing to give out at Christmas time <laughs>
1: old gods bless you i twitch the old Very gods festive. bless you <laughs> <laughs> happy winter's veil to the old gods and then they like they have little santa hats on them people are like are you okay i'm like the end times are nigh." It's like no that was last expansion i'm sorry you're a little behind the end times are now nigh on like a universal scale
0: that's true that's true you're,
1: you're a little behind you should have made like little skull candies with the arbiter face on. yeah sorry patch behind Kisses from the Could you imagine the candy line? <laughs> I,
0: I think there's room there. If, any, if Blizzard, you know, expand out,
1: <laughs> I would eat them. I would absolutely.
0: So, one other random thing I want to mention before we get into anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I I watch videos on YouTube from time to time.
1: As we and do.
0: I don't out of nowhere youtube started recommending to me these videos i think it's nate the hoof guy it's this guy he goes to he's, it, like this is his job he goes to farms and he like trims the hooves on cows and he always finds like like there's one that's like there's like rocks stuck in the hoof and he's got the little grinder and he has to grind it down and they can start pulling the rocks out and stuff and then he's putting uh sil- <sighs> salicylic acid on there and he's got uh-huh. a, little, a little uh a little uh booster he puts on the one side of the hoof to so it all heals and everything and i i, I find these videos endlessly fascinating i can't stop watching them i don't know why and then i realized like as a tauren this is like me watching somebody get a pedicure
1: <laughs> that's a really good point actually
0: or like or like sometimes maybe, <laughs> more, maybe more akin to foot surgery i don't know
1: no no i know because i mean hooves would be uh akin to like the, the um not chitin uh not cartilage um fingernails yeah. fingernails yeah i was trying to remember what they were called um but yeah i mean like i, I assuming that toren are like either horses or cattle in any given sense because they more they seem to have more like a, a horse shoe type of foot um i don't know but i think i thought that there was a mention somewhere where they talked about uh, torens getting fitted for shoes like the iron sole shoes like um like horseshoes almost but they're like tauren That's i don't a... remember why i thought that but i feel like somewhere there was a quest or something <laughs> Maybe I made that up. I feel like there was something somewhere where they were talking about them getting fitted. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Because like, well, does it,
0: cause their boots don't really fit over their hooves anyway.
1: No, no. It'd be like, you know, yeah. Yeah. But. uh
0: No, but it, I guess the one nice thing is that you see this hoof. It starts off with this hoof that's clearly in distress. It's got like, it's, it's split in spots. There's, you know, like debris kind of hanging out. Oof, and hurt. this guy goes in with his grinder and he's got this little like knife. Mm-hmm. hook shaped knife thing that he goes and he scrapes all the stuff off and he cuts it down as much as he needs to, you know, usually you get, the, get the, get down to the wound, give the wound air, let it breathe. He puts some little, you know, uh, like some antibiotic on there and I don't know, it just feels like it's a good metaphor for, for like things that may be going on that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got to just get in there, clean out the detritus, clean out the bad stuff, expose it to the air, expose it to the sunlight and then oh. just let it heal.
1: Yep, that is definitely a good analogy for things that may or may not be happening at this specific moment in time. But in a cool way, we're all kind of watching this pivotal change happen, so we, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. We'll we'll yes. see where this takes us in the history of uh, the industry changing.
0: Yes, so with that said, have you been playing it all lately, or are you still too busy for that?
1: No, so I have been. Uh, what? what i have What, been. what, what what's what's what i'm very wanna... busy I, I am very busy <laughs> i am super busy but i logged on because at this moment it is wow's 17th anniversary which is yes. super exciting like i'd be throwing confetti but no one would be able to see it so uh woo, jazz hand confetti um so what was really cool this year is they decided to bring back, um, basically, like, the Fell Reaver, uh, and they put it yeah, up. Uh, was
0: it Doomroller? Roller?
1: Doom Roller, yeah. They put it up uh, in, by in Caverns Canaris. of Time. Yeah, yes. it's right outside Caverns of Time, and you can go kill it. Um, and they upped, so now it's a 100% drop rate for a limited time mount that they have, which is really cool. And, of course, you can get the axes of Akama, so they're just called comma, but um, that's that's a... For anyone that's ever done uh, Burning Temple, um, or Black Temple, excuse me, in Burning Crusade, <laughs> uh, Akama is an NPC that runs around with you, and he has uh, a unique axe appearance. I don't think it's been available to players until now, if I remember correctly. Um, but it looks super cool. They kind of like, like, handheld, almost like sickles. Um but uh, but very cool. So it's a, a cool piece of Warcraft history, especially because Burning Crusade Classic recently launched uh, and they just had a, a pretty cool update go out. Um, I think it was yesterday, actually. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I, of course, jumped on because uh, I jumped on all of my characters <laughs> before the mount was 100%. The mount, in fact, was a 1% drop chance. And I think yeah. I got on 30 tunes and I didn't see it. Uh, Which was pretty demoralizing, if I'm being honest. Um, But, uh... (laughs) Which, okay. Minor beef. This is my fault. I'll make this quick, because nobody cares. Also, I didn't get the Headless Horseman mount this year. Sean, I'm calling out my friend, because he cursed me. (laughs) Again! I saw it twice. I'm upset about this. Anyway, so... I have tunes that I don't log in on for an entire year on purpose because I can save candies until next year because I keep hoping they'll add something. Well, if I log in on these tunes before next year, it resets everything I have in my inventory. So, oh I, no. so oh I logged no. in on all of these characters, which I knew. I was like, I made the, the decision. I'm like, okay, well, if this is a limited time mount and it's 1%, everyone knows how much I love mounts. I'm like, okay, we're just going to do it. I'm going to lose all the candies. Fine so be it. And I lost like all the ma- the masks and brooms and all that stuff. I had like 50 brooms on this one character. So I'm like good riddance. Please get out of my inventory. Uh but yeah, so now it's 100% drop and I'm like oh, I lost all the candies for next year. I'll have to actually like do all the dailies and do that stuff if they have any but new that's, stuff.
0: That's only if they add new stuff.
1: Yeah, they they don't usually, but like it's been enough years that I'm like they, they should. Might. Yeah, I think they should at some point. I I mean, I like why wouldn't you add the Horseman's Mount in there for like a thousand candies? I'm like I'll just not play this character for multiple years. That's fine. That's better than not getting it for multiple years. I twitch anyway. So that's what I've been doing. And wow, <sighs> more grinding. Oh, I also uh, a new friend of mine joined World of Warcraft, which I was like yay. So I inscribed my friend, and she started a Torin Hunter. So you'll be very proud of her very nice yes
0: did you get did you get any recruiter friend perks
1: uh i didn't i i actually have all of them so i didn't need them uh but she had a pre-existing account she had played it once before and so uh we went through the starting zone which was pretty fun and i've gotten to introduce her to like mount uh wow mounts and petopia and like warcraft pets all the good websites for collecting stuff and i think i've created a monster and i'm like oh goody yes join warcraft join the online sensation that's sweeping the nation <laughs> so yeah that's what i've been doing it's been a lot of fun yes how about you nick what have you been right. doing
0: no i i, I did the doom, doom roller i got the i got the mount and i can't i can't remember i got the quest i got the quest to go kill it and i can't remember if i actually went back and turned it in or not
1: i think you get hundred and fifty timeless badges. Yes.
0: So. Yes, because I have like 4,300 timeless badges, wow. and I'm just like, oh, if I could just get up to 5,000, I don't have to run anything when the Legion Time Walking rolls around. And like, that's, that's like in two or three weeks. That's coming. That'll be here before we know it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty excited for Legion Time Walking, especially because the Mage Tower is coming back. And uh, I think that's coming with the Time Walking, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes. Right? Yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. So, I don't
1: know. I just. Uh, that'll be cool stuff i'm I'm excited for it to come back and you know proceed not to do any of them because I did all of them because I was afraid back that they'd never never come back again, right uh. right, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Jin in the chat. No, my friend did not quit. I was very good not to go on a super long lore ramble. Like, I was giving her, like, little factoids here and there. I was like, hey, fun, fun fact, less than a sentence long. And she's like, no, these are cool. Like, you can keep going. I'm like, no, that's that's dangerous. It's like, this is like a faucet that just has drip or just, like, you know, fire hose. Like, that, those are the two speeds that my lore comes out at. So... You've been warned. So I haven't scared her off yet, which is amazing. Go for uh, it. Talk to
0: the chat for a minute. I got to go tend to the kid for a second here. So I'll be right back.
1: All righty. So hello, Alrighty. chat. Actually, uh, Solaris in the chat asked about Final Fantasy fourteen. I have actually been playing some Final Fantasy fourteen as well. Um, I have enjoyed what I've done so far. It's very different from WoW. So sometimes it's... <laughs> Not that anyone wants to hear me talk about this on our lore podcast, uh, but it is interesting to me as a game designer to kind of compare and contrast the two. Uh, There are things that Final Fantasy XIV does better, and there are things that I I definitely think Warcraft does a lot better, like Transmog and Mounts is one of them, because Final Fantasy XIV is not alt-friendly inherently. It's like, hey, you get one thing on this one character. Like, cool, I got this mount. And they're like, you don't have it on the other character, though. And I was like, but... But I'm an altaholic, you guys. I All of my slots in WoW are filled. I, I literally had to delete characters to play with my friend. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was my, my Final Fantasy XIV journey. Not very high level. I got a Chocobo, though, and it plays the Chocobo song, and that's all I needed in my life as far as Final Fantasy XIV goes. So we're right. good. So now we're back to WoW, because yes. we have some super cool WoW stuff to talk about. And I'm glad that it kind of like 9.2 announcement came out because I felt like the community kind of needed something to get excited about because it felt like it was getting a little dry, if that makes sense. So go ahead.
0: The problem, I mean, 9.1.5 had a lot of stuff in it, but none of it was content. It was a lot of features and things of that nature. I mean, I guess you could argue like, oh, you can solo island expeditions now, like that's kind of like content but not really i mean the stuff we did before
1: yeah no I, I think i think it's it's cool because there's a lot it seems like there's a lot coming in 9.2 there's a lot of i think stuff that gets us excited at least which is story uh more narratives more things for us to kind of sink our teeth into which not that 9.1.5 was bad i don't know that they int- really introduced anything there no. but uh
0: it, it wasn't meant to though i mean it right. was meant to be a lot of systems updates which is it's a, it's a 0.5 patch that's kind of what it's supposed to be
1: right exactly so so should we should we dive in tonight go right
0: for I it guess. go right for it
1: all right so uh let's see it is Zareth mortis so uh it, for anyone that hasn't watched the new trailer uh kind of takes off right where 9.1 ended, which is the the jailer leaving um, Sylvanas behind and Sylvanas learning that she's been a pawn in this entire scheme, which we're kind of all like, yeah, duh, Sylvanas. Like, we all knew that this was going to happen. You're like, one of the smartest Warcraft characters. How did you not figure this out? Uh, (laughs) Which I think, I don't know, I I believe partially it was uh, her blinded by some of the desire to have what the jailer promised, if that makes sense. Well, um
0: d- don't forget though, I mean, she was very much manipulated by him. Yes. I mean we have yet to see we have yet to see sort of the full explanation of what happened in Edge of Night. But right. when she winds up in what is presumably the Maw and there's just kind of like darkness and she sees arthas being tortured and then they're like, okay, oh, hey, you need to avoid this like th- basically like she it's established to her like you are on a set path. Like this is your end point. Right. And the only way you can avert that is to work with this dude here. I, I So, I mean, you can sit there and say like, Oh no, like she should be smarter than this. But like, I mean, when you look at it and you feel like, Oh no, like there's a great cosmic force here, like at work that is, mm-hmm. is controlling everything that you don't have any say over. I mean, it's kind of easy to, it's kind of easy to see like how, despite her intellect, she would have been manipulated under that situation.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Like her, in I guess what's interesting to me is I I like to think about how the Forsaken can kind of narrow in on specific, like, at least I know we've talked about this quite a bit over the course of some of our podcasts where Forsaken start to lose grip on some emotions where they'll feel like one or two super strongly and the rest kind of get um, pushed out. And I think Sylvanas is a very special case because we've seen that her soul is indeed split. Uh, at least that's i think I th- yeah we did um so like i guess again she's kind of special in that regard so uh, i guess i don't know i was going to say like i could see how she'd focus in like on her rage cuz that seems to be the predominant emotion that she displays most of the time um uh and so like you know get a little tunnel vision and also, you know, that, that crushing weight of I know what my final destiny is and that kind of sucks that I don't like this anymore. So you're very right, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but yes, so uh, the 9.2 um, uh, video was telling us where we're going to go next, which is called Zareth Mortis. And it sounds really exciting, if I'm being honest. It's kind of like the the crucible, I, not the crucible of life, but kind of like the crucible of creation for death is what it sounded like
0: well i think that's kind of the question because you look at a lot of what they're showing there like there's like prototypes of animals and creatures that don't just exist in the afterlife they exist everywhere i guess maybe well i guess i i suppose that that could be part of the thing is that if death and life is a cycle then you make the creature you put it in the afterlife it doesn't matter where you put it you put it in life you put it in death it's in the cycle it's gonna wind up like you make a frog this is what frogs look like now. And we would, we would assume because we're creatures based, you know, we're creatures of life that mm-hmm. everything starts here, you know, birth to death, that kind of thing. But maybe they start in the afterlife and then they go, you know, they, as souls, they get routed back to the world and then they become, you know, like that's how frogs were created.
1: Well, I was going to say, don't, don't forget also about the, the natural creatures of the afterlife. At least this seems like there are creatures that were created in the afterlife like the gorm for example i don't know that they're they're, they're made from uh i guess yeah, yeah. like they're, they're they they didn't come from azerotha here they're not like gorm souls like they're they're their native part of death uh i think
0: yeah but bug bugs are still a common yes thing. Like, maybe not the gorm specifically right And and frankly they can stay in the afterlife as far as <laughs> i'm concerned but i'm gonna
1: get you a giant gorm plushie it's please be don't. amazing i will i will, will burn
0: that I, I will i will i will I get you one fire to just so lawn. you can
1: burn it on camera i will be so amused it will
0: it will, it will be a traumatic experience
1: <laughs> uh but yes yeah, so what's really cool it's like as you said everything kind of looks like a, a prototype uh, and it is interesting to think about where these prototypes are going and what they're being made for which i have a feeling will get some answers to uh because we also run into um a bunch oh. of the shoot i lost their names again the the, the, the brokers brokers i'm like they're right. not ethereals they look like ethereals but they're not
0: well be- before we get to the brokers i want to point yes. out like the the big thing is that in the middle of zarath mortis is the forge of afterlives yes. and, the, and they say like oh this is where the afterlives are created and i think it's the newser in the preview makes a very specific point of saying like you will see or like they say something like, like you will see it's it's producing an afterlife now or or it's, it's something like or it's in the process of making an afterlife. So I have a feeling like I don't know if it's like it's just constantly spitting out afterlives like we're just going to show up like it's a factory. We just show up on a random Tuesday and like, oh, hey, this is what it's outputting on a Tuesday. Or if because uh so Vol's there. That He has specifically put in orders like, no, this is the afterlife that I need created and it's going to be producing that. And then we've got to go and kind of, you know, stick a wrench in the machinery to stop it.
1: So I wonder, I feel like it could be two things, either if Zolval, like kind of like you said, if he he started to make his own or I I, part of me wonders if it. Because it sounded like from the trailer, in my opinion, that like it had already started, and Zolval has come, and it's starting to corrupt it. Like he's brought his forces in.
0: That he's, I think, he's corrupting the area itself there. Because they talk about the two biomes. There's like the dry biome, and if you look in that, you can notice it's got a lot of like maw looking mobs. Mm -hmm. And then there's the like life biome, which has that's where all like the the proto life things are. That's where I think the the brokers that we'll talk about in a moment are
1: well, so, so maybe that's what the prototypes are for is for that afterlife. I'm guessing, yes,
0: or well, yeah, they're yeah, like they, they're they there, and like I mean, they're prototypes, so then they take them and then they just reskin them and send them off. So, which is like- why, like, for, which, which I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, why do we have uh various forms of like demon hounds? Uh, you know, you have the stitched together ones in Maldraxxus. you've got the the reddish gray ones in Revendreth. I mean, we know as a video game, it's just reskin models, but like literally it's reskin models in there too. Mm-hmm. Like they took the prototype from Zerith Mortis. They said, here's your demon dog model. Boom, we're you know, we're just using that in this afterlife, we're using that in this afterlife. I so mean, in a w- in a way, like, you know, again, because like we talk about like the uh, the 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 uh what was it, the stewards and the uh the little guys. Why can't I think of their name in Revendreth?
1: Oh um uh oh man, I had it and I lost it. Yeah, yes. the little guys
0: in Revendreth. Or not yeah, dredgers, like, dredgers, the, the dredgers, dredgers. Thank you. Like we talk about how like they they serve a similar purpose, mm-hmm. and they're I mean they're both short, they're both you know they're both unpaid labor. Um, <laughs> that you know when you when you think about it, then like you know okay, like I guess actually well, what the I guess supposedly like the the stewards were created there, but the like. You start to see similarities between the afterlives and we think like, oh, like maybe it's hitting something deeper. And I guess the th- something deeper is that like, oh, the afterlives were all created from one place mm. that they were all kind of pumped out from the same factory. And so it's like, oh, OK, like, yeah, no wonder why like this place looks like this place just with a different, you know, skin of paint on it, because that's literally what it was.
1: Can I say that when they were going through this, the first thing I could think of was game development. We're like, oh, we're looking under the hood of what it's like to be a game designer. It's
0: very, <laughs> it's very similar to that. Yes,
1: it is. Well, that's kind of funny. <laughs> the
0: thing that I was thinking about, though, I can't I, I can't help think about with some of this is like, I don't know if you ever played Knack, but Oh,
1: I've heard of it. I it, didn't play it. though. It's got
0: like, you know, like it, it has this like ancient race that you're kind of or an ancient civilization that you're always kind of fighting against. And it's got like golden orbs that shoot beams and like these proto like like life forms, like golems that Nax always fighting and stuff. Um, and it, it I don't know, just reminded me of that a little bit, but
1: mm. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I am super excited. Just, like they didn't show concept art as much as they showed um, the zone itself, like snapshots of things we see in the zone. We see, we see a lot of those sort of things like uh, orbs, like engraved golden orbs, right? Ones that have like moss on them and stuff. It, they did a very good job of making it feel, very like proto or i was gonna say proto-esque and i'm like that's not really a word but like it does very much kind of feel like ancient uh like i don't know like the the forerunners it reminded me of actually um jack and daxter them talking about um the forerunners they had all this like tech this proto tech and then that that's a great series if you've never played jack jack and daxter um but a lot of the 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 imagery kind of reminded me of that. So they've done a very good job in my mind, kind of encapsulating what they want us to feel going into this zone. And that was just from some of the screenshots and like little zooms over.
0: What it it also reminded me of is Ungoro crater.
1: Hmm, Yes. Yeah. kind of like where
0: you've got like this, uh, like, you know, that was always like the Petri dish of the Titans where they were working there. You've got a combination of like primordial life, and like some Titan machinery around the place. Mm-hmm. And at the time we thought the Titans were the be all end all in the cosmos. Right, right. And that they're here. And now basically we're at like the the like we're at like the next level of Ungoro crater. And I find this concept fascinating because if you look at Al Farim's notes that we found in Tazavesh, he kept talking about fractals and repeating patterns. Mm-hmm. And here we are now with a repeating pattern of a cosmic being that finds this cradle of civilization basically, or creates this cradle of civilization and says, Okay, I'm gonna do my work here and then pass it all out to the rest of where I'm working. And in the case of the Titans, it's the Titans with Ungoron Crater and Azeroth, or you know, and, and Sholazar Basin, you know, used for similar purposes. And here it's Zareth Mortis and the afterlives and the first ones, and and so it's it's that you know it's it, I guess what it, it kind of makes you wonder one like exactly where like is this a repeating pattern like is are are is this like the same level is are we gonna find out like the first ones weren't really the first ones they were or I guess the, for whatever the, the progenitors I guess I think is a better term for them but are they like the progenitors are they restricted solely to the realm of death or are they like above everyone else? Are they above the, uh, the Titans and this is like their equivalent of, you know, Un'Goro or is this like a level up from that? Like, is this, you know, is is, is this one level up? I think that that's something we kind of still need to get established as far as how these things all fit together.
1: Yeah, I agree. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to actually get, hopefully get some of those answers, but I have a feeling we're just going to get a lot more questions.
0: <laughs> yes. You mentioned the brokers. Yes. that There there are the enlightened brokers that have mm-hmm. been s- setting up shop here. One of the things that I thought was interesting is I mentioned Al Farim, again, who was the bro- the broker. We found his writings about, uh, you know, as he was researching, he he was the one that, we, he was the guy that first wrote the words Xerath Mortis. Yes. They gave us the, like, okay, like, this means something, but we don't know what. So he found, and that was kind of the speculation based on his notes, that he found the way here.
1: Mm-hmm
0: in the presentation they only call him Farim. this is now, true and as as we know for like broker society the first little prefix is your cartel right and they, they do make a point of saying like these enlightened brokers have shed all materialism which is like the you know that's like a goblin <laughs> you know yep a, you know like a goblin becoming like a an ascetic monk or something pretty much um that you know i think in shedding that materialism they also shed their cartel that they have no cartel
1: i think so i think that's kind of what they were getting at because i noticed that as well uh so it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens like it'll be interesting to see if the enlightened ones think of themselves as like not not a cartel but as a group like I don't know, like because they come from cartels, I'm wondering if they're going to think of their like group similarly to a cartel or if they're all going to be like very individualistic about it and be like, no, we're all our very own apart individuals and we just kind of like are in the same space and kind of work together. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they interact with each other as well, just from, uh, I guess, a, a cultural standpoint on how brokers usually are. I'm interested to go and talk and poke at the NPCs (laughs) as I always
0: am. What I also thought was interesting too is that we saw brokers in like different appearances Mm -hmm. because they didn't just have the same, uh, I guess, the encounter suit that we're used to seeing them in in Oribos. But it looked like one, they had kind of like, there was one that looked like some tattered robes and they didn't seem to be as as bluish all around, although they still had the blue behind the face. Mm -hmm. Like that seems to be like their essence. But then they also had like like a warrior broker. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like looked like it was wearing like plate armor or something. So it's gonna be fascinating to see how their culture's evolved and, and what this says about greater uh broker culture. Because again, if we're used to their if if we're used to the face that they're showing us, I like want to know like what do they really look like? Like when they get home, they get out of their they get out of their suit, they sit down on the couch and pop open a beer. Is it just like a blue light holding a beer, like a blue little flame? I wanna know.
1: That is an interesting mental picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they put their little flamey legs up on the coffee table and they just sit there.
1: <laughs> well, that's something interesting, because, like, I don't get the impression that there's much to them besides the flames. Like, it almost feels like they they possess these suits to some extent, so I don't know. Uh, I also want to see if there are ones that, like, we've seen a couple different models, and I'm curious, like, if they... Pick new models based on their shedding of, like they they did mention that like they specifically talked about how these brokers, as you said, have shed all material possessions, so they make their clothes look more ratty. Like they don't really care about their appearance anymore. They are here purely for the pus- pursuit of knowledge. Which I'm like, ah, so excited. I'm like, good. Tell me everything. And they're like, ah, yes. Well, you can read it in this five thousand page book. I'm like, great. I'll get to work. See you in a year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's all going to be in that language.
1: That's fine. I'll get a decoder. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm ready. I want the answers. Everything.
0: I forget who who said it, but uh, when Everything. they put out that teaser image, which was just the, the runes.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll,
0: I'll admit I was wrong because I was like, oh, that's not anything that's going to just turn into the image like it's just it's just runes. they don't mean anything and it's like no actually this is going to be the image somebody was like oh like if this was uh i guess they have like an image i, I think it's in final fantasy 14 they have like a, a coded language or something mm-hmm. and they're like oh yeah that got kept cracked in like a week or something um and it's like oh okay of course you can crack it when you're in game because there's a ton of examples right, right. Of it in, Like, here we literally just had one image with no repeating characters. We don't know what it is supposed to be. Like, like we didn't even know, you know, like, everybody's trying to figure out, like, does it say patch 9.2? There was a, what, the Odin account on Twitter? It said, like, Odin is a fool, hell, hell yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, you
0: know, like, we had nothing to go off of that. So, I wonder, I still wonder, is that actually text there, or is that just, like, a rubric that once we once we start to figure out the... You know, once we start to figure out the language, we can go back and decode it and we'll see. It's like, oh, no, it's just it's just like the vowels.
1: It would be interesting to find out, because, like, if they do that, that is not the first time they've done cross media, especially to uh, tantalize those of us that are looking for puzzles or lore bits. Uh, Because if most of you guys probably remember, they did a lot of that um, uh, with the. Wow. Can I. I can't remember what those books are called. They're sitting right over there. The lore books. Um, oh, the chronicle. Thank you. Yes, the chronicle books, um, where they have like put, I wouldn't say encoded stuff, but there there was hidden stuff, especially for some of the in-game puzzles, uh, which was pretty cool. They like someone would find some crazy reference uh, material, and then they'd figure out how to crack a code in game. Which props to those people making those codes. It right, was really right. cool. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where this is going to go because I feel like. I feel like uh, in Soloris says it's pretty much uh, like the Rosetta Stone, which it probably is. Um, Once we get in game and we get just a tiny bit of reference, I have a feeling it'll be cracked very shortly, which is going to be great because then I can translate everything. Although it might be interesting because it might how this language works, it might not uh, it might not be translatable as easily like some of these characters might kind of almost be, uh, like, pictorial in a way, where they're, like, representations of sounds. And so we have to, like, put them together. And I, it depends. I don't know how many right. levels deep they went. It would be great if they, like, got a linguist on this and they just made us really work for it. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I j- I'm just hoping
0: for straight alphabetical substitution.
1: No! <laughs> that's boring. Although, they, one of the cool things that they did talk about is that the um, these new, like, prototype... Uh, creatures that are there the ones that the, like they're they're, they're like the
0: automata. what were they
1: oh,
0: called the, um atoma oh atoma thing?
1: i think it is yeah because it's like yeah. a automaton um yeah. they they actually have this is the language that they speak presumably uh and it kind of comes off as like this musical kind of lilting sound uh so it doesn't have any anything for us to grasp verbally but they they have the characters so it's i'm just really excited about it it's dumb but i get super excited when there's like coded languages i am absolutely terrible at deciphering them unless there's a codex but i will do it so just very excited
0: (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun
1: it'll be it'll also be cool because i'm sure like once the code is cracked i could be sitting there with like a whole sheet right and i'll be like decoding everything everyone's saying and then i'm sure it'll be put up in the internet with well you'll just get an
0: add-on there's uh, somebody oh, will just make an add-on true. and you'll <gasps> it'll just do it i should it for try you.
1: that that would be cool <laughs> i should make that it won't come out in time <laughs> but it'd be cool um but yeah so i'm just a little excited about that it's fine it's a normal amount of excitement
0: and we also have the new raid.
1: Yes. Which is also I so I didn't raid at all this current uh patch, which i shame on me, but that's okay. I needed a break. I'm super excited to come back though, because I think I'm gonna start raiding again in nine two because it's too tantalizing not to.
0: So Well you got I mean you got it cause it's the last raid of the expansion. I mean you gotta, I you get gotta get, check that out. I
1: get to go punch and I mean. Right. I mean, I don't really want to punch Anduin. He's a good guy, but I'm like, he's kind of put us through some stuff. I'm like, maybe I could just—it's like punching the fell out of somebody. You're like, I'm gonna punch the Lich King out of you. It's probably not gonna work.
0: Can we do? Can we? Because th- it does seem like Anduin. Well, is Anduin gonna be the first raid boss, or is he gonna be something separate with the zone? Because like, he's, he's supposed to teach us like how to like mitigate domination magic.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Is that, like, a quest that we just go get him, and then we learn, and then we go into the raid, or is he, like, the first raid boss, and it's like, okay, now I cast anti-domination on you, and everybody's good.
1: Huh. I don't know. It would be cool if how they did it, which, who knows, but, like, if you defeat him as a boss, and then he comes with you as an NPC through the rest of, like, because I could see them doing that. They've been, I mean... More recently, with a lot of the raids, they've been having NPCs that kind of follow us around like through different um, parts like Castle Nathria, where we had the NPCs show up in multiple areas. Like We had that a little bit in some of our other expansions, Um, but I I could see them kind of bringing back that as a mechanic if we defeat him as a boss.
0: Solaris in the chat saying that he's supposed to be boss six.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he was like three, or I thought he was a little further in, so... Yeah,
0: that
1: uh Ah okay, so he's because uh, they are locking it. Um Solaris in the chat reminded me. Um so they're only releasing a set amount of bosses for the first week and he'll be the last one of that set, which makes sense because then I presumably after we defeat him, he'll probably have a quest for us to do, and then we we might even see him outside of the raid to do that quest. Maybe
0: that might make sense um,
1: and then like you know it's gonna be one of those weird instances where it's like anduin's like right outside the raid and it's also the anduin inside the raid and you're like well i'm gonna go punch you now see you later bye anduin he's like what i'm like never mind if you don't know what's going on it's fine so
0: ah um. uh, okay so the raid consists of 11 bosses anduin is appears as the eighth named character and during the first open week of the raid, you will face up to Anduin. This part was intentionally planned and allowed us to take a closer look at Anduin's story before the final showdown. You can learn a lot from this story. Okay, so yeah, cool. the, the, there we—that makes sense. That—that's from Wowhead, uh, courtesy of Solaris in the chat. It's
1: exciting. Yes, I'm excited. I, I want to free Anduin. I like Anduin too much for this. <sighs> yeah, he's gonna
0: have he's gonna have some interesting stories to tell.
1: Yeah. Also, I'm like, I don't know if you can reverse. Domination magic, like he he can reverse it in so far as he's no longer dominated. But I don't know if he can reverse like the effects that it's had on him. If that makes sense, um, like there's been physical changes as well. I'm also like, he's do the you white ha- hair now? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do you have to dye your hair now? <laughs> kind of look like an old guy now. <laughs> well, <let's>, yeah, <laughs> looks you know like what, Arthas.
0: <laughs> well, that's the point. Yeah.
1: I know, I know. He is essentially kind of becoming Arthas 2.0, but like a good Arthas. I don't
0: know. So, yeah. So let me ask you this, because mm. there was a lot of chatter. I'll, I'll use as a euphemism. Okay. Um, when uh, Steve Denuser said that, like this is kind of going to wrap up some threads that have been going since Warcraft Three. Right. And everybody was like, like the jailer didn't exist in Warcraft Three. Like this is all stuff you guys came up with now. Like you're just kind of pulling stuff out of your butt. So Like, uh, like I-, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean. I don't know, how, how do you feel about that? Do you fe- do you see what Steve is saying, or do you think that maybe he's a little ahead of himself on that?
1: I, I don't think he is ahead of himself. I think, in a way, this does wrap up a lot of questions we've had about the afterlife. Now, obviously, we still have a lot more, uh, but if we think about what Warcraft 3, a lot of Warcraft 3 actually did focus on death, like necromancy, necromagic. Um, uh, and kind of like you know Arthas and Sylvanas were two of the main components i mean as, along with like Thrall and Jaina um but i fondly remember Arthas's campaign uh as it's still one of my favorites um but uh you know that was such a major part of Warcraft 3 and we watched you know Sylvanas grapple with her, her on death uh and Arthas you know becoming this Chaotic force of evil, and then later, you know, um, we we still see like throughout all of Warcraft, we see the effects Arthas and domination magic have had on Azeroth, uh, especially you know in Wrath of the Lich King, that sort of thing. And we've kind of followed Sylvanas's journey, and she's kind of been one of the few pinpoints that we can talk to and access readily throughout the lore, especially um, with domination magic and kind of her journey through like having your soul ripped out, all all that kind of stuff. So I think this does actually tie up a good chunk of the lore because it explains a lot about how this system works. Uh, And obviously there's going to be more questions. Like, you know, they're not going to be able to answer everything that we have, and I don't think they should because they leave it open for uh, future exploration. But as far as wrapping up an arc that, really talks about Arthas and Sylvanas and everyone else that's kind of been dragged into it along the way. I do think this actually kind of wraps up that story, if that makes sense. I don't think there's going to be more Lich Kings or uh, hopefully not more Banshees and that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's possible they'll happen, but as far as it being tied into that as a big, long, dramatic story, I think this is going to kind of be the pinnacle. And I I believe, I believe Arthas is going to show up as well. uh, maybe he's not i i don't remember if it was confirmed or not
0: it, we, we, the, nothing's been confirmed okay. with him but I, was gonna say, I didn't think so he's but he, he, he's sort true. of Chekhov's arthas at this point you you put him in the the very first tr- uh the afterlives he has to show up and i, I
1: know uh, like it'd be disappointing not to see him because i especially but, with sylvanas i feel like he's got the thing be is there. though
0: as a character who they've said, like, Arthas' arc is done. Like, they don't need to revisit it in any great capacity. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see, he doesn't need to be featured as a mate. No. Like, even no, he's not even like, like an Illidan. A, a, no, like, he really needs to just show up for a cameo, more or
1: less. Like Garrosh did. Like, he, that's, yes. that's what he needs to do. Like, I feel like, especially if we're going to go with Sylvanas, right? Like, she is in trouble, you know, with everyone. Uh, And I feel like we're going to go on a last journey with her. And I would not be surprised if Arthas shows up in that journey. If, you know, she's trying to get answers, whatever it is. I mean, I would not be surprised if we find Arthas to get more answers about domination magic in general, because he was one of the first ones in Azeroth to use it. Um, So I don't know. I really hope he shows up for a cameo. If nothing else, I want him to be like you. And I'm like, yeah, I punched you in the face every week for years i'm g- i'm
0: gonna stand by my my ooh, ooh. i'm gonna stand by my theory
1: okay
0: that uh he's he's what's in uh Sh- shallom was it Shallomorn that they're calling it the uh Oh
1: Shalamorn, yeah
0: I yeah the, our, uh anduin's rune blade
1: mm-hmm. and he's
0: the soul that got shoved in there and ooh. i wonder if when we defeat anduin will that <gasps> knock him out.
1: Could you imagine if we shadows? Shattered- oh, yeah, it Shallomorn. should be
0: Shalomor. Shalomor's a better name.
1: It is. It is. But like it could yes. you imagine if we break it and he instead of Arthas's father coming out, it's Arthas that comes out, right? Like that's one of those things where if that happens, it's like that perfect circle, right? Where, you know, he imprisoned his father and then he was imprisoned in a a, a different rune blade to serve right. a princeling that has gone to the darkness. Uh like oh Chef Kiss drama
0: <laughs> no there's like, again yeah, well, and you see I call
1: it it's one generally. of those things
0: where on the one hand like i pre- i would appreciate that just for the narrative repetition yes. that i uh, like i like i know some people go you know, they're just copying the same story, but like no like you're actually intentionally right. repeating the same story beats it's like it, it's it's a callback you you want that you know repetitive feeling you're not just oh let's just redo you know wrath of the lich king like it's not it's no, not what they're doing no, no, in this no. case
1: well and they've but- made so many parallels from right. Anduin to Arthas, like, the shot by shot from Warcraft 3 to Battle for Azeroth as they walk through Lordaeron, right? So, like, right. they've been leading up to this for so long. It would feel weird if they didn't, if there wasn't some interaction between Arthas and Anduin at this point. If there wasn't something where, like, they either meet or, at some capacity, they're seen, like, I I mean, maybe we recruit Arthas and he comes with us. I doubt it. But I was it would be say, cool. I,
0: that's... See, no, but that's what I'm thinking now. Like, what if we take Arthas's soul, we shove it into a broker, broker, like, <laughs> skin or whatever, and then we bring him back, and, like, he can be, like, an advisor to Anduin in uh, in, in the court.
1: You know, I don't even know if he would want that. Like, you kind of, like, this dude. what well, Since little... when does
0: Arthas get what he wants?
1: No, 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 I'm not talking about <laughs> what he wants. I don't think we would want that, because we're like, you know, you kind of <laughs> be... deserve to be thrown right into the maw. I mean... Okay, but to be fair, like, going back on that, Arthas is such a powerful soul, I would have a hard time believing he just, like, dropped and nobody noticed. So, uh, I don't know. I also well, his,
0: his soul has been split and defeated, like, it's not necessarily all of I him know, that we're getting. Well, we just kept-
1: but it also might be fused with Nirzul at this point, so I don't...
0: Well, exactly! That's, I mean, there's...
1: There's more than one person there! Probably. Well, well Maybe. no, but I think
0: there's... His soul... Souls. I feel like we need a primer on souls. Like I've, I've yeah, said, yeah. My, my theory on soul. they're like Jello or whatever. Like you cut <laughs> them up and they stick to your shoe and whatnot, and they just leave residue and whatever.
1: Rose, but oh, but like so now I want Jello.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I just think I don't know. I, I think it'd just be silly. It'd just mm-hmm. be silly to have Arthas like as like not even looking like Arthas. It'd just be like a broker. It says Arthas above it, and then you can just talk to him, and he he'd have like some broker voice. And he'd just be like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> but he's helping.
1: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. Um, I'm definitely hoping for a cameo. I feel like they've been hinting at it. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting well, to see if we have any more cameos because there's just so many people we want to see.
0: Well, the, uh, the other, I guess, big question about the raid is there's the one image of Zoval standing in front of some kind of beam. It looks like he might be inside one of the uh like inside one of the forges or whatever. And it's shooting this beam that's like got like blue and golden light kind of shooting behind him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And some people pointed out that's Azurite colors.
1: Right. Which, so what,
0: what 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 could that mean?
1: Well, a, a lot of people have been talking about Zolval being like, I've come for the soul of your world. And people are like, oh my god, they're true? gonna go get Azeroth. And I'm like, Well, I mean, like everybody else has. Like, now it'd be interesting if he used the like the sword as like I don't know, how do I explain? He used it to, like, tap into the heart of Azeroth. Like, it uses the beam to go through the sword to get to the heart of Azeroth, because that's already stabbed most of the way in there. We've done nothing about this giant sword that's been sticking out of our planet. Uh, I don't think that they're in cahoots. That would be kind of weird if uh, the Burning Legion was in cahoots with Zoval. I don't think... I don't think so. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if whatever he's doing there... Uh, I mean, I could see him, actually, a a crazy theory, but what if he needs a a lot of power to create this ultimate afterlife, and so he decides he's going to try and tap the power from Azeroth's nascent titan, right? So he tries to suck the soul out of our world to power his new version of the afterlife. Like, that would be—I mean, we've seen how powerful Azerite is. So in some ways, it would make sense that a world soul would be a good source of energy— uh, that being said, obviously, as denizens of Azeroth, we don't want that to happen. So I I wouldn't be surprised if something of that nature happens where Azeroth is in danger, but we probably don't actually go physically visit it. Uh, kind of actually very similar to the end of Legion, where, you know, Sargeras <laughs> stabs the world. Um yeah, like, bad
0: things tend to happen when we when our final raid is away from the planet.
1: Yeah, no, it tends to go really <laughs> badly for us. So yeah,
0: we, we, maybe we, we should to stop to leaving. Stay there, yeah.
1: <sighs> uh, either that, or we just need to like move our planet farther away. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm super excited to find out what happens at the end of the raid. <sighs>
0: that's that's gonna be the weird thing is. We're going to get, like, the final cinematic for all this. We're still going to have a ton more questions because they're not going to answer everything. No,
1: no, no. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, I feel like when they try and answer everything, it just doesn't work well. And they also, like, dig themselves into holes. So they have to be kind of mysterious about it and answer things in a vague way. And then even if they do that, it, it leads us to speculations that may be close to the truth. whatever it is you know and then they they come out with a chronicle years later and they're like okay now we can actually answer this question because we've thought about it and we we've determined we're not going to shoot ourselves in the foot hopefully hopefully (laughs) yeah Yeah. probably get revised chronicles at some point
0: i'm sure we will but but, i mean we need more time to go by because they i mean there was a lot i mean they had like almost 20 over actually yeah by the time chronicle one came out it was still over 20 years since Mm -hmm. warcraft i mean that they had plenty of lore to shoehorn in there. It's um, a lot of lore. Yeah, I don't know. They. I feel like they they could have gone a little bit further, but uh you know, like right up to. Because didn't they stop right around the cataclysm? I think. I, I don't think they or did. Did they get? Into yeah, a, I no, think. I don't think. I don't think they, I don't think they did mists. I think they stepped no. like right at the cataclysm. Yeah, on, uh, on like book the, three.
1: They did talk about mists prior to us actually visiting, like with the Claxi yes. and that sort of stuff. Yes, they didn't actually go into our time. There as of yet. Right. So uh,
0: yeah, so so there's I, I don't know how many expansions that they'll, they'll determine when they can have enough to finally do another book, but
1: I don't know, because it's going to be interesting, like the format they're going to choose to do. Uh I mean, like kind of how they did it with these are like, yes, a party of adventures did X and a Party of Adventures did Y. Um but uh yeah, it it'll be interesting because like, you know, a lot of us were there, so we're kind of like, yeah okay now what but i i would like to see them fill more fill in more of the blanks that people have had questions about after the expansion is over that didn't get answered so for all of the expansions not just like mists there's there's yeah it's gonna be interesting also like for chronicles and i'm sorry after the stop i'll um i'll stop but it would be interesting if they were able to fill in some of the blanks like What was happening on Azeroth when we were in Draenor? Like they never really addressed that. They were just kind of like, yeah, and Voljin's just kind of sitting around. Things are fine, maybe. Presumably, maybe they're on fire. I don't know. Then we come back and things are well.
0: But that's the thing, though. I think it was like, like, uh, like, yeah, like things were happening. Like life was going on, and there was like, oh, you know, like there's issues, but none of it was crucial. None of it was important. Mm -hmm. None of it drives the narrative forward. It's not like
1: interesting if they would have like like, talked about like how some of i don't know well yeah some things that lead to other
0: things of of all the war chiefs volgen could have like made overtures toward the alliance as far as trying to like smooth over things and whatnot maybe he was working on that maybe but like and we don't know but most likely i mean you have that one story about uh was it when when garrosh was war chief or whatever and and they're they're trying to get uh like resources from Ashenvale,
1: yeah the lumber
0: and like yeah and it's like Okay, like that's good for like a short story, or you know, even then, like playing through the, the Ashen Vale or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, dealing with it in that regard. But I don't need to hear about more like lumber negotiations between Voljin and and Varian. Well, we were off in Draenor, like that. That's kind of like why you have a war chief. That's his job to deal with that. We. That's why the player's not war chief. If, I if,
1: know, but I feel like they could easily turn those into threads that lead into other things that would be interesting, right? Like things that we didn't the, see that were connected that are. Just because we were to the
0: realm of lumber.
1: (laughs) It's like the Emerald dream. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just think of it as the expansion we never had. (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's okay. We'll get
0: there. We will get there.
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we're not going to have a whole expansion on the Emerald dream. I think, I think, I think you're
0: right. I think you're right. I think we would have, they would have done that already. And I, I I mean, if, if
1: was the closest, I think no
0: I, I think we'll get another like zone like like another mid patch in there like yeah. i don't think i, I mean yeah, i mean
1: i mean the druids go to their emerald dream that's like their little, well it's not their hub but they can go they can use it as like a, a portal gateway so i'm like we can go there and that's a thing but i they'll probably have more story i just like the emerald nightmare was like that was its story there um I'm actually really glad that they brought up, because I remember in Cataclysm, I was like, so what's with the Emerald Nightmare? <laughs> like that whole book, and they're like, hmm, it's like kind of unresolved.
0: Yeah, and that still lingers. I mean, we mm-hmm. still...
1: Yeah. It's, uh, I don't yeah. know, it'll
0: be... It, it's it, They have to have something up their sleeve as far as how this is all going to end. And it's going to be frustrating, because I feel like half the player base is going to be irritated by it. But then the other half will be like us, who will probably be super excited by it. Uh, and that'll be fun.
1: Well, and that's one of those things where it's like, as far as Warcraft goes, are they ever actually going to end it? Really? Like, they could probably just keep coming up with enough drama and conflicts again, which I don't mean to pull this into this podcast because I know there's a lot of feelings. But again, this is one of the reasons, in my opinion, that we can't have the Alliance and the Horde allies because that is the crux of the drama of Azeroth. Kind of like a k drama, there's just drama all the time, and there has to be drama, otherwise it's boring because that's what world of warcraft is is a uh, uh, lot of drama
0: you can find drama within a single faction game, but even mm-hmm. then like I think not
1: the same you can let
0: you can let the players work together, yeah, and like you can ha- allow for cross faction rating, and that doesn't mean that the factions are done
1: that's um, true i yeah, there's a lot of like game mechanics that I'd argue they could do on. We won't get into that whole like <laughs> sit down drag out fight, because that yeah. I know I could oh, talk about it at length.
0: I, I I was just playing um uh for Hearthstone, they released a new mm-hmm. uh Book of Mercenaries character today. Yeah. And I was playing that and it's it's you play as an alliance rogue, and then like in one of the chapters, a bunch of horde mercenaries show up and you fight alongside them because it's one of those situations where like, oh no, like we're we're all you know, we all have a <laughs> united enemy, so we're all gonna work together and the faction the faction divide as it exists now does not allow for those moments when the horde and the you know it doesn't allow for the moment when the orc and the human look at each other and the human hands the orc the spear.
1: That is still one of my that, favorites.
0: That doesn't that can't happen. And you, you can loosen that divide. You can let horde and alliance characters play together without fracturing, you know, without forsaking their their, their factions and whatnot. And still maintain, like, no, but the Alliance is still frosty towards the Horde and whatnot. It's Because yeah. the, world, the world is big enough, like, not not every member of the Horde and the Alliance right. strictly adheres to the Horde and Alliance
1: split. Right. So. Well, and there's a lot of neutral members of, you know. Also true. Of everything. Like, you know, I think of goblins, but we've definitely seen neutral tauren, humans, elves, you name it. I think there's a neutral... Just about everything of every character, if I'm being honest, like a, a neutral <laughs> character that represents every race, except for maybe some of the newer ones, but well, even the newer ones, like we went and worked with the Mechanomes, right, and then the alliance right. I think the alliance did some work with the Volpira, even though then for some reason, the alliance started burning their caravans, and I thought that was just kind of the dumbest anyway, anyway. uh <laughs> I,
0: I think regardless of which faction you play. If you can think of a quest giver that your character has used and you didn't have to like disguise yourself as a member of the other faction, like you know. <laughs> <are fun> <laughs> you know, you you've taken quests from night elves if you're horde, you've taken quests from uh, you know, Torn if you're Alliance. It's Yeah. As the,
1: know, the, the, said the anyway. Earthen Ring, which is just exactly, shaman from everything. Just
0: pretty much, yeah. So all right. So or any even final the druids. thoughts on
1: huh?
0: Yeah, exactly the Druids. Any final thoughts on nine point two? Or I think uh I think we're good. <sighs>
1: I'm okay. Last thought, at the very end, they showed us mounts. I am so excited. There's a snail mount, but I also have slight PTSD (laughs) from the snail from um, uh, Throne of Thunder. So I'm like, if I okay, if I ride the snail and it like I ride over critters and the critters die, I'm like, this will be the best mount ever. I'd be like, ha ha, critters!
0: Critters! No, you should be able to run people over with that mount.
1: Yes. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. If there was a flag on the snail mount it would probably not go very fast, but if you could run someone over in PvP and it would instantly kill them, could you imagine yes. everyone riding a snail in PvP? I'm like, this would be the oh best goodness, thing I've yes. ever seen. Well, uh, <laughs> as,
0: as a snail man, it should go slower. Like, give it a, a yeah. movement debuff, but yeah, but on the on, on the other side of that, then yeah, anybody that <laughs> runs over dies. Could you
1: imagine that be people, like, sitting on snails just around a corner, like, yaha! <laughs> <There should, laughs> that there should that be could just, be like
0: a, uh, a battleground.
1: Yeah, so like, there should be just, like, a whole... Uh, battleground just based around people riding the snail mount, snail killing combat. Each other. Yeah, exactly. Full. Oh my god, they should have jousting too. It's like full snail combat with jousting. <laughs> <laughs> I would play the heck out of that. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, the snail has to have like a little helmet, and so its little eyes are sticking uh, out of the helmet. Gotta keep the snail safe, man. It's important.
0: If only we knew anybody who who works at Blizzard that we could uh pass that information along.
1: <sighs> Darn the luck! Wish we did.
0: Darn the luck. Yeah, but that. That said, I think that's a good point to wrap it up here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I... thank you, everybody.
1: What are you going to say? No, I said I agree. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> All right. No, thank you, uh, everybody, for downloading and listening. Thank you, Jarrett, for producing. Thank you, Karabara, for editing. And thank you, everybody, in the chat room. At a yeah. pretty act- active chat room tonight, we had uh, Ali and Jen and Solaris, and also uh, Adept W, uh, Katina, Caxix. K- Oh six. Thank you all for hanging out tonight.
1: Yes, this was super fun. Thank you all for coming out. And thank you everyone for listening. I always appreciate it.
0: Yes, we are at torn Goblin on Twitter. Also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Katie, where can people find you?
1: As always, you can find me at Hyrule Master77 on Twitter. And I think you know where I am in game. So if you ever want to poke me, do that i've actually had people do that before and i'm like oh my gosh someone that listens to my podcast this is a surreal moment <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it was really cool
0: and i am at wookie bh on twitter you can also find me here on the mash those buttons network on wow talk where i talk about uh warcraft news and guild management and also on squad goals a mass effect legendary edition podcast where we talk about squad goals or we talk about Mass effect legendary edition <laughs> currently we're playing through mass effect 2 uh, finishing that actually we're in the loyalty missions now I think so uh, Sweet. go check that out join the mash those buttons community on discord at mash.gg slash discord and email us your questions or thoughts let us know what you're hyped for in uh 9.2 email us at torngoblin snails. at mash.gg yes all the snails <laughs> that you want to run people over with if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out please share it and rate it if you can visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support mash those buttons and all our great podcasts including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon-exclusive content. Also, for those in the chat room, please consider a Twitch subscription if you can. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtv.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. Uh, We don't know when our next episode is going to be because Thanksgiving's coming up and it's the end of the year, so just follow us on Twitter. We'll post and we're going to go live. Uh, We'll keep you guys updated. Uh, But yeah, check that out. For Katie, I'm Nick. Ancestors watch over you.
1: Time is jousting death snails, friends. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I want this.